Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Welcome. I'm here today with Clara Campidelli of Simply Clarifying. Clara has been homeschooling her three children for 10 years and for the past 19 has been running a private tutoring business. Clara, what can you add to that introduction? Tell us about your family and about your homeschooling journey. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really excited. And um, so, yeah, I have three children and uh, their ages are almost um, 16. So July, he'll be 16. I have a 12-year-old and I have an 11-year-old. We started homeschooling when my oldest was going into kindergarten. And when he was preschool age, I basically kind of thought, I think homeschooling's the thing for me. I had to kind of convince my husband a little bit more about that just because I was never mm -hmm. homeschooled and we didn't even know anybody who was homeschooled. So, you know, to propose that to him, he was kind of, you know, a little iffy on it. But um, in a nutshell, he eventually agreed to it and we began and we kind of haven't looked back since. We take each year um, as it comes and reevaluate, of course, you know, after each year. My oldest is now in public school because he's in high school, but it's because he entered a professional soccer program and he had to attend the school that was right by the facility. So that kind of wasn't a choice for us, but um, he wanted to pursue this and it was his passion. And so now he's transitioned very well from homeschooling into public school and is, you know, going on his third year in, in high school. So that's been really great. And yes, I um, am an Orton-Gillingham therapeutic tutor. So that is a tutor for children with learning disabilities. And I did this before I had children. I worked at a private school um, as a therapeutic tutor. And then after I had my, my first son, I wanted to stay home. And so I pursued it as a private tutoring business after school. And it turned out actually that my daughter is dyslexic. And so it's actually kind of come full circle where, you know, I'm using the stuff that I've been trained in with my daughter. And um, she also actually attends tutoring on the side. So it's not always mom teaching everything all day plus tutoring. But um, it's been it's been great. Orton-Gillingham is, is an amazing method of teaching kids with specific learning disabilities. And I'm also um, teaching writing to kids that um, after school to some public school kids, just teaching basics, you know, paragraph writing, simple sentences and grammar. 
So a lot of language arts in my life, a lot of, you know, reading, spelling, anything language arts, basically. So that's about wow, it. Yeah, so just great. been homeschooling for a yeah. while. And, you know, going into a new phase where my kids are just getting a little bit older and, you know, seeing what that's going to look like having my daughter go into grade eight next year, because I haven't actually homeschooled high school yet. So that'll be interesting and, you know, exciting for all of us. So I will say that homeschooling high school, it isn't that different than homeschooling the elementary years. Um, I do have an episode on how to plan your high school credits if you want to check that out sometime. And there's a free printable for that as well. But um, you do grow, you do grow into it because, you know, it's going from one grade to the next, right? It's just the next step. And uh, as long as you kind of plan out your credits, it's actually fun. I enjoyed teaching the high school actually with mine. Yeah. Don't be afraid. It's, That's good, to it's hear. good. You just create the credits and you're ready for it and they can work pretty independently at that point. So, and if there's something beyond your ability, there is a lot of curriculum out there. There are online courses. There, there are lots of ways to do it. So yeah, it's fun. It's great. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. So we're listening. I'm listening to you tell about all the things that you've been doing, your homeschooling, your tutoring, your helping kids with writing. And uh, some people listening might say, whoa, she's super mom. And I personally think all homeschoolers are super mom. But at the same time, <laughs> you've described yourself this way. And I'm, I'm going to quote you here. I'm the story of the woman who lost herself in the throes of motherhood and counted her value on how well-behaved her children were or how clean her house was. Can you unpack that for us? Because I think many of us can relate to it. We may not as honestly just put it out there like that, like as you are, but Mm -hmm. um, I'm noticing also that you worded that in the past tense too. So as you explain it, can you share what made the difference in your perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the stories, you know, like I said, all too common for for moms who, you know, definitely when you have very young children, it can become overwhelming. And, you know, they just need you so much when they're, you know, in those early stages. And so, you know, I always say, when I, you know, laid my eyes on my son for the first time, it's just like this love that like we fell in love. And I just knew my purpose was, you know, motherhood. And I kind of made it my vocation, like, this is my job, like, you know, and I'm going to do the best at it. And, you know, and then, you know, going into homeschooling, I think that was just an easy transition for me. um, Because I just enjoyed having him around, you know, also the other ones, of course. But I just enjoyed motherhood so much. Now, having said that, what happened was that I just, because I poured all of me into it, there wasn't anything left over for anything else. And I always say, I kind of put myself on the back burner. And, you know, whether that be, you know, health wise, or, you know, my my mental state, like just different things, just because you're so busy. And you must know, obviously, being a homeschool parent, that takes it to the, you know, parenting plus homeschooling is, you know, takes it to a different degree, of course, you know, you are mother and teacher. And so it, it encompasses a lot of you. And so if you don't have the balance, it's really, really hard. And so what happened was, um, I would say, yeah, I kind of lost myself, I would say that it was, you know, a time when I had all three 
Uh, my youngest was, you know, a baby, probably one years old. I would say it's around 2009 when I started homeschooling. And I just, I felt overwhelmed, but I knew this is what I wanted to do. So I knew that, you know, I'm going to persevere. I'm going to homeschool. But that's when it slowly started to fall apart, I'm going to say on my end in the sense of, you know, not taking care of myself health wise. And when I say that, I'm going to say weight, weight gain, um, you know, not, you know, exercising, not really caring what I was eating. Girl, I Um, hear (laughs) you. You know, and, and so and I didn't really, it didn't bother me as much because I just thought, oh, well, I'm just, you know, I'm mom and I'm, you know, doing a good job and I'm being a good homeschool mom. And, you know, it didn't matter to me. And I would say even, you know, the neglect even in, you know, on my with my husband, you know, I just kind of, you know, you're fine. You're, you know, you're older, you can take care mm-hmm. of yourself. You know, I still do you can get your own of, juice. You know, take care of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you, you know, dinner was on the table and the house was clean, but that was it. You know, these kids need me. And I have to be here. So you kind of just do your own thing. And, you know, that just doesn't work. You know, later on, we found that, you know, we do have to take time for ourselves. And I think that's a big thing that homeschool moms, especially need to be aware of that you are still wife, you know, and, and, you know, depending on your values and stuff, you know, your, your vocation is first being a wife and then a mother in my mind now, looking, looking at it now. But in the beginning, I was just like, No, I'm mom. And that's this is the purpose in my life. And this is where I'm going. And I kind of just put my husband to the side and, and said, you know, I'll be back, you know, I'll be back for you later on. But to me, now looking back, that's not the way to go. You know, you have to be solid with each other and, you know, unified. And that then is, gets reflected in your parenting and your, you know, your homeschooling and just who you are. So how it turned around for me, um, it took a while. So I'm saying 10, you know, maybe six, seven years into this. Um, I think turning 40 years old was a big thing for me. (laughs) And just realizing, you know what, my kids are getting older. And what is what is my life going to look like after this, after they are done you know, schooling, you know, at home, what's left there for me, you know, what's the second half of my life look like, you know, because I would say, yes, I'm middle aged at this point. And so what does that second half look like? And so I just was really thinking about that and evaluating it. And I just, I don't know, I think it was just a a progression where I just said, you know what, I got to take care of me. And I've got to see, you know, what do I want? And so I think, you know, these last couple of years just have been awesome because my kids even see a difference in me too. I'm not so snippy or I'm not, you know, losing my patience all the time as much as I used to. Also, my kids are a little bit older. So, you know, that plays a part in it also because, you know, you're not having these little kids that are getting into everything. They're a lot more independent, but they just see a different side of mom now that, you know, I... I finally put myself on the list, you know, and and that's a big thing. And I I do recommend and encourage other moms to do that. Make sure you put yourself on the list because it's so easy to, you know, fall by the wayside or, you know, be put on, you know, put yourself on the back burner. I think, like I said, it's a very common story for a lot of moms. And, you know, looking back, I 
that would probably be one of the things that I would change, you know, in the last 10 years of raising my kids and, and homeschooling. So we're on a good path now. Everything's, you know, going really well. And going into this um, YouTube and, you know, my website, I think this is what stemmed from that because I thought I need something for me to do and pour, you know, myself into after these children are, you know, older you know, of course, I have 11 year old, so I still have some time. But if I start now, I can kind of build up something that I can go to afterwards, right, and have a second career, I guess, I'm looking at it. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I really, really enjoy. And I just think I have something to offer other moms just because I've been there. I've been that mom with three small children by yourself, you know, at home and trying to teach and trying to keep the house up. And I get it. I've been there. And it's tough. But I want to say to that mom that it's okay, you will survive it. And um, that, you know, you will come out on the other end. It, it doesn't look like it some days, but it definitely will happen for you. Yes, thanks. I feel like that's my mission too, because I've had 20 mm-hmm. years of homeschooling and and uh, just, yeah. you know, sweating all the small stuff and just being overly responsible. I wish we had some more fun. I you know, and just that need for moms to take care of themselves and get a break and put their own oxygen mask on before they can help, you know, the person next to them. It's so important that we don't lose ourselves in the, in the process. Sometimes we Mm -hmm. think, oh, it's not my season right now, but we still, we still need to have something for ourselves in the process because I think we'll actually end up being a better mother for it. I know I love soccer. I'm obviously not as good as your son I'll tell you that right now but um, (laughs) I had a chance to start playing soccer I had put sports on the back burner partly because I had moved to an area where there wasn't soccer for me and um, and then they opened a women's league in our area and my kids were all playing soccer at the time so I had four of them in soccer at once and oh boy And I actually felt bad, like I want to play soccer, but my games are going to be on the same night as some of their games. That would be a bad mother, right? To go, Mm -hmm. to go play soccer and not go watch your kids soccer games. But the kids were a bit older. So I asked them what they thought. And they said, go play soccer. Like you've been at our game since we were five years old. So we don't actually care. And, And I'm like, yeah, but then I then I can't cheer for you. And they they said, actually, we are sorry to tell you this, but we just tune out your cheering anyway. So it won't make any difference. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I started playing soccer and, you know, I've been playing for, I think about maybe seven years now, but like, it's good for my kids to see me exercising and having fun and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing something for myself. And it didn't really take away from them like I thought it would at all. And now my daughters are old enough that I've actually been playing with them uh, for a couple of seasons. So when they cheer for me, I don't tune them out. That's for sure. But I just say that as an you, you encourage it. <laughs> I love it when they're right. like, go mom, they yell. Yeah. But That's awesome. it's like, you know, it's okay to do something for ourselves. And why do we get all this false guilt and put it off and 
and don't like we're not advocating just being really selfish we're just talking about looking after yourself Mm -hmm. and not losing yourself in the process right very true that's exactly what it is yeah so I understand that you're launching an ebook soon about homeschooling from scratch And the Mm -hmm. homeschool world, as you know, yeah, can be overwhelming to someone who's just starting out. Can you give us like a little sneak preview about your ebook, like who it's for, what it's about, and how it will help homeschoolers? Absolutely. Yes. So when I decided, you know, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to write an ebook. What should the topic be? I think this is one of the big questions a lot of um, homeschoolers or potential homeschoolers have as, you know, how, how do you start? Or, you know, what, what do you do first? Or where do you go? And how do you do it? You know, does the government let you and, you know, all these questions. And so I thought to myself, you know what, 10 years ago, I wish I had kind of something to go to, or, you know, just a little reference, you know, to steer me in the right direction. And, you know, be very sequential, because that's the other thing too, you know, do I start looking for curriculum? Where do I get the curriculum, that kind of thing. And so, you know, I thought this would be a really good um, topic for an ebook. And so what this ebook is, it's for obviously, the parent that is, you know, just starting out into homeschooling, perhaps is just thinking about homeschooling, or maybe is even in the middle of homeschooling, but feels like they're kind of losing their way or, you know, is a little unsure about something. So I've tried to, when I outlined this book, to think about all of those different scenarios. And this ebook will go through in the beginning, the reasons for homeschooling. And then we talk about, you know, the different styles of homeschooling, because believe it or not, there's so many of them. And, you know, sometimes you're a mix, you know, so I talk about that. I talk about, you know, different curriculum, some questions people will have, you know, basically some of the obstacles that you may encounter in homeschooling. So I I definitely go into detail about some of those things. And it's just, it's a really good guide for, you know, any homeschooling parent who maybe has doubt. And I think that's the other thing that, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to emphasize in this book that put that doubt aside, you know, you may have it, but trust me and trust, you know, your yourself and the process of it. So I, it's definitely more of an encouragement, I think, too. And, you know, a how to book also. So, you know, it, it's, it's a couple of things, but I, I just wanted it to be something that is so useful for, you know, that homeschooling parent that just maybe feels a little bit overwhelmed and has a little bit of doubt, you know, playing in the back of their mind about whether they could do this or how to start or what's it going to look like. I kind of paint that picture for them in this book. That's great. Yes. And I think too, the curriculum choices are so overwhelming. I always recommend to new homeschoolers just to mostly focus on math and English in terms of curriculum. And then you can Mm -hmm. add in all the other nifty subjects, you know, from the library and from excursions and that sort of thing. Is that, that's something you would probably agree with, I think. Oh, totally. Even right now, I think, you know, having my kids at this age, we definitely you know, focus a lot on language arts and math and, you know, the social studies and, you know, history, geography, science, 
I think can come a lot of it can come from, you know, everyday life. And like you said, library trips, and just, you know, different interests you have. But you know, the core subject of, you know, subjects of language arts and and math are definitely what we focus on the most, I would say in in our homeschool. Yes, because that's the most important starting point. If you can do math, and you can read and you can write, you can learn anything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So true. Yeah. And so in addition to your ebook, you also have some, a YouTube channel. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us about that? Yeah. So that was a big, um, (laughs) a big decision. Um, I think that maybe five years ago, there was no way I would ever put myself on YouTube. Never, never, never. You would never see me in a picture. You would never see me on video. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) I try. And I thought, you know, why not? Why not? I One of my videos is one of the first videos, I think it's like the third or the second, I can't remember is, you know, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And that was, that was my answer was, I would start a YouTube channel or do speaking or, you know, talk to, to homeschoolers or to parents about certain topics and put myself out there that you know I had a huge fear about that because you know what are they going to think what are they going to think I look like what are they going to think I'm you know my personality are they going to critique me on this and so you know just putting yourself out there just makes you a lot more vulnerable of course but I thought you know what I'm going to do it I'm going to regret if I don't do it so I did. And I, I, it was a hard decision, you know, and and putting that first video, I was just like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, what are people going to think? But I just, I wanted to be relatable. I wanted people to see who I am. You know, there's one thing to blog and I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, blogging is great. And I, you know, definitely did that for a number of years, but I think that people want to see, you know, who you are. And, you know, with podcasts, it's great because you can hear their voice. You just, you hear the nuances, you know, and I think you can get an idea of who that person is. And so, you know, with YouTube, it just takes it further, obviously, because, you know, you see the person and you see, you know, who they are and their personality. And so, yeah, I think that was just kind of, that was the platform that I chose. I thought, you know, YouTube would be something that I probably will enjoy. I don't mind the process of it, even though it's very time consuming but I enjoy it. And so I think that it can definitely um, be something that can be a stepping stone to other things, you know, whether that be speaking at, you know, conferences or, you know, whatever can come my way, hopefully. Um, But YouTube kind of is the platform that I chose to start with. And, you know, I can control a little bit, right, because I can edit it, and I can, you know, make it look the way I want it to look. And yeah, so hopefully it's, you know, getting received well. So far, it seems like it has been, but it's just in the very beginning stages. I just started in February. So it's it's still very, very, you know, soon. (laughs) It's not been, you know, a long time. So it takes a while. Yes, yes, it does. This podcast is fairly new too. Mm -hmm. Right. Good for you. So um, at the end of at the end of each episode, there are questions that I ask the homeschoolers that I have here on the podcast, and we call it the home stretch, mm-hmm. which may be corny, but I think it's very mm-hmm. appropriate. Um, yes. What has been your worst homeschooling moment, Clara? <laughs> yes, we're going there. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't say I had the worst moment. I think, you know, I've definitely had bad days 
for sure. And like, you know, every parent does, not even just a homeschooler. I think just you have bad Mm -hmm. parenting Mm -hmm. days. You know, you're like, what have I done today? We need to redo because I just messed this up. And thank goodness, you know, that kids just, they have so much grace for us, I think. They just don't hold things against us. You know, especially when they're little, they they really don't know the difference. I think we're just way more harder on ourselves than, you know, they are. But I would say, I was I was thinking about this. I think that, you know, in the very beginning when I was deciding to homeschool, that I remember the day that I like the concrete decision of like, I'm not going to put him into, you know, grade one. I'm not going to register him and making that leap and and enrolling with an actual homeschool. I cried that day. I was just like, what am I doing? Is this right? Like I had so much doubt. Like, am I ruining his life? Am I ruining, you know, his chances at, you know, doing other things in life? And I just had no idea. And so it was so scary. I remember laying on my bed and just sobbing, thinking, I really hope I made the right decision. And, you know, now I wish I could tell myself you made the best decision and, you know, just console, you know, myself back then because, you know, I I had no idea. So that was probably the worst day because it, it was the day I was like bawling and thinking that I'm, you know, ruining my child's life by homeschooling. And, um, yeah, now looking back, it was, you know, I definitely was a little bit too traumatic because it turned out really good. So that well, was the worst day how, was deciding. It's funny how we don't question necessarily, you know, publicly educating kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's just like the given. Exactly. But yep. But not all publicly educated kids are guaranteed to turn out like, well, either, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's more on our shoulders as a homeschooler, but the research Mm -hmm. totally plays out that homeschooling is an excellent method of education. And usually homeschoolers score higher, you know, across the board. And I do have an episode on what the research tells us in Canada about homeschooling. So if you're listening and you're wanting to look into homeschooling, you're just starting out, you're unsure, there is lots of support to back you up. And you don't have to be like Mm -hmm. we were, you know, 10, 20 years ago, not really knowing there's a huge body of evidence. And there are thousands and thousands of people doing it. And it's going fine. And so yeah, be encouraged. Absolutely. Very true. So Clara, what has been your best homeschool moment? I know after a decade, it's hard to narrow it down to one moment. So I mean, mm-hmm. there's some flexibility for you if you want to <laughs> have more than one moment or a generalization, and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, definitely the moments where, and it's the little moments. I, I have a little um, catchphrase in my you know, on my website that, you know, to find joy in the ordinary. And I think Mm -hmm. it's those ordinary moments that I find honestly the most joy. And it's, you know, whether it's just curling up on the couch and, you know, reading with one of my kids, or it's, you know, seeing kind of that light bulb go off in in their mind about, you know, whatever their math problem or something like that, just being witness to those things that this is the reason I'm doing this, you know, this is why I've decided to homeschool is I can be there for those moments. I, you know, I I don't give that to somebody Mm -hmm. else, you know, a classroom teacher to see those moments in my child. And, you know, probably they wouldn't even notice them because they're dealing with 30 kids, right? So, 
just those ordinary moments where, you know, it's quiet and still and I'm just with them and, and present, I would say those really are the best moments. So, you know, and there's, like I said, there's, there's many days where that doesn't happen, you know, and it's, you know, crying at the table because I don't want to start my math and I, I don't get yes. this problem or, you know, there, there's tears, of course. And, and there's a lot of, you know, things that we have to deal with. But within those, you know, hard times, you know, is a little bit of that peppering of those beautiful moments where it's just, it's calm and it's peaceful and you, you just feel the connection with your children, you know, and you know that this is the reason why, you know, I'm doing this, you know. So I think that it's, <laughs> it's something that you definitely have to be on the lookout for because, you know, if you're not present, you, you miss those moments. But I'm definitely trying more so now that my kids are getting older to notice them. Because, you know, they're going to get older. And like you said, you know, when they're in the high school ages, they're doing a lot more independent work where, you know, they don't need mom as much. And so I'm not there to witness a lot more. But, you know, just like I said, sitting on the couch and, and reading and, you know, watching them do their work. And I take lots of pictures because I do want to capture those moments. You know, I have a YouTube video where I, I show, you know, the 10 years of our homeschooling. And I look back and I was bawling my eyes out when I made that video because it's just like you can't believe that 10 years have passed and you remember all those little moments you know whether it was a science experiment or a field trip somewhere or just you know at the park or you know just at the kitchen table you know just little things like that those are that's what I'm going to miss when we're done I'm going to miss those ordinary moments it's not going to be anything that was grandiose it is definitely going to be the little things for sure that's great so you touched on it a little bit, but if you could go back and do things differently, what would you change in your homeschool? Mm -hmm. I think that I would, I would most definitely give myself more grace and not have so much doubt. And I know that's hard to say because you, you when somebody's in the midst of something, it's hard to say, well, don't have doubt and don't, you know, don't worry. It, it's difficult, right? You know, I'm doing this, you know, mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. the fact. But I, I would tell myself that it's okay, it's going to turn out fine. And just to trust in myself and my children. I think that's another big thing is to trust in your kids, that it's going to be fine. You know, I know, it, you know, depending on what kind of personality you have, if you're, you know, that type A, where you worry, and you want things done a certain way, you're going to compare, you know, and my children, meeting the criteria that kids in school are meeting? Are they, you know, learning the same things or, or whatever it is, whatever doubt you have, I just wish that I gave myself more grace and just trusted more. So that was, that's what I would change for sure. It's more of a mind shift change versus anything, you know, practical. There's nothing really practical that I would have changed. I think we were okay in that department, but my mindset, I think, is something that I wish was a little bit different through those 10 years. Yes, for me, having um, sort of two sets of kids, like they're all, you know, my oldest was six when my youngest was born, but I sort of had two close together, mm -hmm. then a little space and then two more. So with the first two, wow. I was very like super responsible and having similar that mindset that you were talking about. And uh, my mm -hmm. oldest decided to go to a high school in grade 12 in the public school. And I was so worried how she would do because I know 
what really goes on in a homeschool. <laughs> they don't always do everything mm-hmm. that you set out for them to do, et cetera, et cetera. But um, right. she she aced it. She was an Ontario scholar and, and uh, told me that, wow, mom, like this is so easy compared with homeschooling. And so, and then my next one, yeah, my next one did online courses in grade 12 to get her diploma because the school that she wanted to go to, uh, it needed to happen that way for post-secondary. But anyway, so she, she aced it too. So then that made me realize that, you know, all of my shortcomings, you know, or things that I didn't follow through on very well or whatever, it didn't, wasn't really a detriment to their education. And so to the blessing Mm. of the younger two, they got to benefit from a mom with this new mindset that was, you know, a lot more relaxed and not so worried Mm -hmm. about, about it. Right. Oh yeah. And, sure. uh, yeah. And, and, you know, they're doing fine too, but it's just because you're just so responsible, all of their successes and failures kind of rest on your ride on your shoulders, right? Like you feel like it's all on it's you. True. Yeah. And it's so, almost like a pride it, thing too, right? You have to kind of put your pride, oh, yeah. you know, back, right? Like, because you're right. You, you think their successes reflect on you, right? So if they're doing well, then you did a good job. You're a good homeschool mom, you know? So like I said, you just, you have to trust in your kids, right? Yeah. Because really at the end of the day, they had to do the work. They had to be diligent. They had to Mm -hmm. hand in their assignments. Like, so it wasn't really all on me. And it's like what we talked about earlier that we are not our kids and they're not us. We're separate. Uh, As homeschool moms, it's hard to sometimes see that separation right so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so it was nice for my younger kids that we had that course correction part way through (laughs) on mommy's mindset yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, the shift (laughs) yes what is one resource that you would recommend and why do you recommend it um so a resource (laughs) I would say you know one of my favorite books and this is actually a parenting book I, I think I've talked about it on one of my uh, YouTube videos is Hold On to Your Kids by Dr. Gordon Newfeld. So he mm, is a I haven't child psychologist. Read it. I haven't okay. read it, but I've read about it. And it's, I would have to say I 100% agree with the sentiment that it's the relationship that's the most important thing, right? Absolutely. Oh, you know, I, I read it when my son was in my oldest, when I say my son, it's my oldest I'm talking about. So when he was, you know, in the preschool ages, you know, three or four years old. So Dr. Neufeld is um, a psychologist actually here locally, Vancouver. And he wrote this book many years ago called Hold On To Your Kids. And it's all about, you know, the attachment theory. But it is the book that helped me solidify my decision to homeschool just because of, he talks about peer attachment versus, you know, parent attachment and all those kind of things. You know, like I said, it's a parenting book, but it's something that, you know, he's also a big advocate for homeschooling. His daughter homeschools on Vancouver Island and she does a lot of, you know, workshops and, and stuff like that through the homeschooling community. But so he's a big advocate for homeschooling, but you know, he doesn't actually mention it really in his book. He's just talking about how the relationship is what matters the most and, you know, preserving that with your children. 
and he, you know, goes on about timeouts and, you know, just your, your practical advice for, for, you know, discipline and that kind of thing. But I would say every parent needs to read this book, whether you homeschool or not, it is to me, hands down the best parenting book I have ever read. And I recommend it to everybody. I have actually given copies to friends who've just had babies because I just, I love it. And he revised it actually, because he added a chapter, which is awesome, about parenting in the digital age. Because when he Mm -hmm. wrote the book, there was no social media and devices and, you know, iPhones and all this. And so he added a chapter to this book to talk about how to parent with, you know, all these, you know, electronics, basically. So he's covered it all in this book. So that would be the resource that I would recommend. um, Like I said, not just to homeschoolers, but to any parent. But it also is great for homeschoolers specifically, because it talks about discipline, which, you know, can be really tough when you're with your kids 24 seven, you know, schooling them being mom and teacher, there has to be you know, you have to differentiate between the two and decide, is this a parenting issue or is this, you know, a school issue, you know, so it can be tough for, for some parents. And so this book definitely walks you through um, discipline and, you know, behavior management, basically. Thank you. So I will put that book in the show notes for those of you who are listening just to refer to, or if you want to get it, it will be available there. Clara, what advice would you give someone just starting homeschooling? I know you have a whole ebook about it, but if you could distill it down <laughs> into just a little bit for mm-hmm. answering this yeah. home stretch question. Yeah. Um, I I think that to know that you can do it, you will regret if you don't try. I think if you were deciding whether you should or shouldn't do it. I don't think you will ever regret trying to do it. But if you don't try, I think you would regret that. So take the plunge and to get a mentor. I had a friend who had kids a little bit older than me and who was already homeschooling. And I went to her for so many things. So having somebody who's just a little, you know, maybe two steps ahead of where you are is always a good idea. So if you can, I would encourage you to find that person and to network in your community, get involved in other homeschooling groups and meet other moms to, you know, bounce ideas off of and just to kind of build that um, relationship, that homeschooling relationship, because having a friend with another mom who doesn't homeschool can be very different than having that other, you know, friend who does homeschool, you kind of get each other a little bit in a, in a different way. So, you know, network, get a mentor and, you know, and uh, take the plunge. That's great advice. Yeah, I like that about getting a mentor. And yeah, the connection is not the same with friends who don't homeschool. Um, You can still have good friendships. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's just a certain level of getting each other and not getting each other. Yes. If you could leave the listeners with one word of encouragement, what would you say? I would say, well, it's it's maybe not one word, but I just say go for it. It can be three words. Just go it for it. It can be, you know. There go we go. <laughs> um, go for it. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, you're not going to regret it, it and it will be okay. It will definitely be okay. That's who, you know, that's what I would tell that that young parent. I, I say young parent, but 
I always think of me mm-hmm. 10 years ago, you know, who, who, who was that person and, and that's who I'm talking to, who has little kids, right, that are, you know, toddling around. I would say go for it and you're not going to be able, you know, you're not going to look back and regret it. Great. That's very encouraging. Thank you. Well, Clara, I feel like we could probably talk for hours and, uh, and mm-hmm. it's been 40 minutes. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking to us about homeschooling and just sharing so openly about the good days and the bad days. I know that the listeners will appreciate getting to know you a little. And don't forget that you can get her ebook, Homeschooling from Scratch, and I will have a link to it in the show notes. Thank you so much and happy homeschooling, Canada. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! (laughs) Hee <laughs> hee!